Hey listeners, it's Vanessa. Welcome to the Mental Endurance Podcast. This show was first started as a special mini-series over on the Iron Woman Podcast, so our first 11 episodes may be familiar to some of you as they were released there first. We're sharing them here as well on our very own feed to make sure you don't miss out on them. I'm excited to bring you more new episodes each week, so be sure to hit that subscribe button to get your new episodes every Monday. Well, hello again. It's Monday, and here we are, back with another Train Your Mind mini-episode. Because guess what? You still have a brain, and it still needs training. (laughs) All jokes aside, thank you for the incredible feedback we've gotten on these episodes so far. Honestly, it's because of you that we're continuing on. They may look a little bit different in the future, but for now, I'll meet you here on the Iron Wind Podcast each Monday. Let's continue to train that mind of yours, shall we? All right, here's what I want to talk about this week. Fear. I got to chat with the lovely Catherine and Christy over on the Girls Gone Gravel podcast, and it was a topic that came up, so I actually wanted to dive in deeper here. Side note, if you're into gravel bike riding and you haven't checked out that podcast yet, you definitely need to. Okay, so fear. We all have it. We all experience it. But why are some people affected by fear more than others? Why does fear cripple some athletes and not others? These questions are fascinating to me, and I want to share with you all what I've uncovered working with athletes that experience fear in different ways. Let me first define fear. I'll give the general definition and then how it relates in the context of what we're here to talk about, training your mind and mental endurance. Fear is defined as an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. So that's the Webster definition, right? But in our daily lives, especially if you're listening to this podcast, there are very few things we genuinely need to fear. Most of the things we're afraid of are not actually dangerous. What most of us have a fear of and how it shows up for us is being afraid of failure, of shame, of disappointing ourselves or being vulnerable when we choose, share, and go after big goals. These are the things we fear, but these things we generally don't need to fear. Our brains equate the fear of failing a workout with the fear of a life-threatening situation because our brains have evolved with this as a survival mechanism, this elevated stress response in situations that are not actually life-threatening. And that's Those situations are how we can learn how to use the fear to our advantage. Because let me be clear here, we're not trying to get rid of the fear. There's nothing wrong with experiencing fear. It actually just comes with being human. It's the action or inaction that follows that we want to make sure is what's in support of our goals and who we want to be. So let's think about the experience of fear, how we physically experience it, because emotions like fear, are how we interact with the world in training, in work, on race courses, in relationships. Let me say that a different way and maybe a little clearer. When we feel a certain way, we label it. Sad, mad, happy, proud, nervous, frustrated, elated, inspired, whatever it is. We attempt to put a description on what we are experiencing. And what we are experiencing in our internal environment is also how we're interacting with our external environment. That fear, the feeling, 
the emotion in its simplest form is a vibration in our bodies. It feels different for each of us, but it's still just a vibration or a set of physical characteristics. Hear me when I say, say this. This fear is important to pay attention to. I'm not belittling it, but what we are doing is simplifying it. Let me give you an example. I work with two different athletes who are both working with a fear of judgment from themselves and others. For one of them, that fear in its physical characteristics shows up as tense shoulders, a clenched jaw, and her heart rate speeds up. And for the other, she feels just a giant pit in her stomach. Same emotion, but it physically feels different. It's a different vibration. And we know this because we do a self-evaluation process. So if a fear of judgment is a vibration you feel in your body, that vibration or set of physical characteristics is also what keeps you stuck and prevents you from taking action and moving forward. Because the origination for this fear of judgment is not imminent danger, even though your brain will try very hard to make it seem that way. And we get stuck because we're afraid to feel it because our brain equates that fear with true danger. It's not until we simplify it to see it for what it really is do we gain more agency over it. And now in seeing this, do we really want to stay stuck or hold back because of tense shoulders and a pit in our stomach? Okay, so we've defined the fear and we've talked about how it shows up. Now let's cover the practical application. As a high performer or someone that's interested in leveling up, this is 100% related to and applicable to how important it is to being open to failing more. As soon as we think failing is bad, we fear it. And when we fear it, we make much slower progress or no progress at all. We actually become okay and comfortable with the status quo. For me, this was very relevant just over a week ago when I was in the pool and I had these three sets of four 100s at a fast pace. You know, you hear me talk about swimming a lot because that's the sport I've had to do so much work on mentally. I definitely still have to work on things in the bike and run too, but as an adult learned swimmer, swimming has been the biggest project. And now I'm swimming 10 seconds faster per 100 compared to where I was two years ago. But if I kept fighting with the fear, that progress would not have happened. Okay, so back to my recent swim. I had those three sets of four 100s and literally the first 100 took everything out of me. I know someone can relate to this, but it took everything out of me. I was shocked at how hard it felt. Same with the second one. I don't know, I guess I was expecting it to feel easier. Either way, I thought, how in the world will I do 12 of these? And by the end of the first set of four, I was ready to quit. I was so ready, even though I had hit all four of them. I just had drastically underestimated the amount of effort that swim would take. And I was scared to fail on the other sets. I was scared to blow up and not make the rest of the intervals. So if I threw in the towel and quit, then I wouldn't have to fail. And I've talked about this concept on a prior episode. My brain was offering me the status quo as a better outcome than trying and failing. On that day, even when I really wanted to quit, I still also wanted to see what could happen 
if I kept trying, and at the very least, committed to the effort I had maintained on those first four. In the past, I would have let the fear drive and given in to the false idea that quitting feels better than even trying and failing. Now I know that failing is not a problem, and the fear is also not a problem. It's just an emotion my brain is fascinated by because it will keep me safe. When physical exertion is high, fear comes in to keep us safe. But as I said earlier, unless you're actually in physically dangerous situation, that fear is not needed. It's doing more harm than good. What ends up happening is that fear becomes an undercurrent to other things. How we train, how we plan our training, how we communicate with our coaches, maybe even how we communicate and interact with other people in our circles. Has it ever happened to you that you're scared of something or feeling fear and that shows up in being short-tempered with a spouse or a partner? So like I said, it becomes an undercurrent in so many ways. You feel fear of possible failure, so you micro-quit by not going to bed at a decent hour or skipping that nourishing breakfast that will fuel the training session. The micro-quits are decisions you made in support of the fear, and that becomes the bigger effect and how it really can affect you. So what do we do with the fear then? What's the useful way to handle it or better yet move forward with it? Because as I said earlier, we're not trying to eliminate the fear. The fear is not a problem. The only problem is your reluctance to take action in spite of the fear. Basically, your resistance. The ultimate goal is to change your relationship with the fear. To use the fear as fuel instead of a detractor in your training and decision-making. I'm giving lots of examples in this episode because there are so many different versions of fear and I want you all to find where this is relevant for you. So I already shared about the two athletes I work with who experience fear of judgment and just last week I had the heavy dose of fear of failure. Another way it shows up is a fear of imposter syndrome, which sometimes is like fear of judgment, but sometimes it's entirely different. The way I'm talking about it now is when you set a big goal and you lean into that bit of vulnerability to share it, like you've worked yourself up to set the goal, but sharing it with others is scary. You decide, I am the 40 to 45 age group champion at Ironman Texas. Now, if that goal is big enough, then it will inevitably come with some fear and probably a few different flavors of fear, one of which could be imposter syndrome from feelings of inadequacy and thoughts like, who do I think I am? Setting that goal and feeling that fear could stop you in your tracks, have you doubting everything from gear choices to nutrition intake to training session success, thinking poisonous things like I'm doing it wrong or they're doing it better than me. What happens then is you're letting the fear drive and fear influences your decision-making and eventual lack of success in the training sessions or race. And then here's the sneaky part. You then pretend like there was so much out of your control or there wasn't anything you could control to change the outcome. So you're wanting to blame the fear in the future, but it's not the fear's fault. Here's what you do instead. Normalize the fact that you're feeling the fear in the first place that you're feeling those vibrations in your body, those physical characteristics. First decide that's okay because it's part of being human and part of setting a big goal. What does the fear 
feel like. Describe it. Simplify it. Normalize it. Relax into it. Stay present with it. Fear is protective when needed and harmless when not. Let me say that again. Fear is protective when needed and harmless when not. And making decisions that move you forward is the part that's next, which takes courage because fear is actually the reason we need courage. Experiencing fear is how we build resilience and we build courage. So when you're not afraid to feel fear, when you're not afraid to fear, you are open to building more courage. And courage is highly useful on and off the race course. Are you willing to feel the fear to also feel the courage? I hope your answer is yes. So I encourage you to take inventory for yourself. What are the most common fears you experience? How do they show up for you? How do you handle them now? What if you weren't afraid of fear? Fear is a natural part of the human experience. Embrace it. Let it be a part of your experience as a human and an athlete. But don't let it hold you back. All right, that's it for this week. If you're looking for any of the prior Train Your Mind episodes, just search the Iron Woman podcast list. These episodes are released each Monday. And if you want a dose of mental endurance in between episodes, be sure to find me on Instagram, at Vanessa Faye Forrester, which will be linked in the show notes. Have a fantastic week, everyone. You have been listening to a special series as part of the Iron Woman podcast. This episode was produced by Live Feisty Media and edited by me. Thank you, as always, to our sponsors, Zelio Skincare, Noon Hydration, Gooder Sunglasses, Orca Sportswear, Form Swim Goggles, and the Live Feisty Patreon community. You can find all websites and discount codes in our show notes or at ironwomanpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.